The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Well, folks, is there anyone that hates women more than Alec Baldwin? I'm not sure. Because as you probably know by now, he has not only talked a lot of shit to his daughter, called her a whore, according to the roast that he was part of. He murdered a woman. What I think was intentional. This is all alleged, of course. But um, this Helena Hutchins, it's pretty sad. And, uh, I mean, I can't think of someone that could have committed something so horrible on accident that no one would feel bad for. Alec Baldwin, of course, being such a classic, like, iconic movie personality. I wouldn't really call him an actor. He's not, he's not really an actor. I think he just kind of plays himself and everything that he's ever been a part of some of the better movies he's been in. I mean, he's been in some classics, right? He's been in Beetlejuice, the edge, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, the hunt for red October. He's been in some, some epic, epic movies, but he's also done some movies that are not very good. He's been in the Thomas, the, the train, the tank engine movies. He's been in boss baby. He's been in Madagascar. He's been in some horrible, horrible movies. And not that that takes away from his murder, because this is the focus of what I'm, what I'm speaking to right now. There's something very interesting when it comes to the idea of a prop gun going off on a movie set. Of course, the last time that I recall this happening was Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, which, of course, it happened to Bruce Lee as well. Um. There were alleged hits out on Bruce and Brandon Lee. Was there a hit on this chick that got shot? This this uh, filmer, right? Now, there is some, some allegations that her husband worked for a law firm that represented Sussman, if I'm not mistaken. Someone that was going after the Clintons. And I don't want to get too conspiratorial about this because, again, it is a tragedy. But I do find it kind of interesting that this can go down and no one feels bad for Alec Baldwin. And you know who doesn't feel bad for Alec Baldwin more than you don't feel bad for Alec Baldwin? 
That's Alec Baldwin because he does not give a fuck. He is sitting there probably drinking with his white wife from Boston that pretends she's Spanish for some reason. I don't know what Hilaria's problem is, but she's a complete scumbag too. I think these two, I mean, they deserve each other. They're probably, honestly, they're probably laughing and they're probably just enjoying their lives. Um, It seems like something that was completely contrived, in my opinion. There's investigations going on. Nothing's going to come of these investigations. And it's a very interesting deal. Happened on a Friday, I believe. Um, They were filming this movie, Rust. And that is going to be the movie of the year when it comes out. Because I haven't wanted to see an Alec Baldwin movie so bad until this whole thing happened. I am absolutely going to watch this movie because I want to try and envision how this whole event went down. And it is interesting, too, when you think about how anti-gun he was. He actually put tweets out saying how bad it would feel to accidentally kill somebody. I think he did these tweets like two years ago. Um, People that are educated when it comes to guns don't accidentally kill anyone. And that's just a fact. People may pretend that they're educated when it comes to handling firearms, but then they they if you truly are educated in this manner, you're not going to accidentally shoot someone. Doesn't matter if my dad was handing me a gun, my uncle, my sister or a stranger was handing me a gun, telling me that it wasn't loaded. I would check and I would confirm that myself. That was one thing that, believe it or not, above my father, my uncle taught me that before he passed away. He used to yell at me in front of my dad if I didn't ask him if the gun that he was handing me was unloaded and check myself. You don't just ask and take anyone's word for it, right? And this is something that leftists and liberals just don't understand. It's very interesting. So, um, I mean, thoughts and prayers go out to the, the, the woman's family that died for what that's worth, which really is nothing. But um, fuck Alec Baldwin. He's a piece of shit. I hope that he actually does feel some uh, some guilt for what he did. Probably not, though. Uh, it's a complete scumbag. So with that being said, I want to roll into this episode, which is much more positive than my intro here. Um, I had a conversation with Nico from the Upstate Unconventional podcast. We ran this as a swap cast, so... Uh, I'm not sure if he's put this out on his feed yet or not, but really, really nice dude and very different than many episodes that I've been doing because obviously, you know, I like to dive deep into specific topics. Um, In this one, what we did was talk about each other, really. I mean, like, you know, he kind of talked about himself. You know, you'll learn a lot about Nico and you'll learn a lot about me, too, Um some of the the more influential events that went down in my life. So if it's not for you, it's not for you, right? Um, you, you are getting the full episode here. And what I'm going to do is after this football game that I'm watching, I'm watching this, the San Francisco 49ers versus Indianapolis Colts. Complete shit show of a game, but it's fascinating to watch. Um, once that's done, I'm going to record a little 30-minute episode for uh, the Patreon subscribers. Under that $3 tier, uh, just, uh, you know, I, I think I might talk about some fast food. I had McDonald's today, 
and it was really, really good. It was very interesting how they've reconstructed their menu. And I don't want to ramble on too much about that. You'll find it very fascinating. I want to list some of the most influential fast food items in my mind and some of the worst fast food items in my mind. And I want to probably tie some conspiracy in to what makes these items either great or awful. Um, hint, the shaker salad from McDonald's was one of the worst items of all time, in my opinion. And I'll tell you why. If you head on over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, uh, that will be the premium content that you'll be getting for uh, for this episode. But uh, with that being said, guys, check out Nico's uh, podcast, Upstate Unconventional. Extremely nice dude. Uh, he probably missed his calling to be a psychologist. As my mother told me that I did uh, when I was a child, she told me I should be a psychologist. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't see where she was coming from, but we did, uh, you know, sort of drag some things out of each other. And we uh, we we share a lot here. And it was very interesting, obviously, coming off of a tragedy, uh, lost what is equivalent to my son, my dog, Z. And uh, I will probably be mentioning him in episodes to come. So if you don't like it, get fucked. Uh, I miss that dude every single day. So um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I don't know where to go from here. Check out DangerousWorldStore.com. Hoodies are out. Um, Guys, I I love you guys. I love every single one of you listening. Enjoy the episode with Nico. Upstate Unconventional is the podcast that you need to check out. And I'll see you on the other side here. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been coming at you with a couple different types of episodes lately, and I'm really excited to do this swap cast with my new friend that I met on the Monday Night Master Debaters. This is Nico from Upstate Unconventional. Dude, thank you so much for um, you know offering to, to be on my show, and then I'm really honored to be on yours as well. These swap casts are so efficient, dude. You can just like record one time, and you're getting out to double the audience. It's pretty dope. So how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, um, this will be my first swap cast I've ever done, but <laughs> it's I'm I'm honored to be on here, man. It's crazy because like just a few weeks ago, you know, I'm just listening to your show and stuff. And then Matt asked me to be on the master debaters. I'm like, holy shit, I'm talking with Ryan from Dangerous World. You know? Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, you know, and it's funny, dude. I I feel like the sh- like my my shows, it's doing good and everything. But um. I'm like so like honored when someone is like excited to talk to me. You know what I mean? It's like it just makes it makes things kind of seem like kind of weird, but like awesome at the same time. You know what I mean? I'm sure you get that too. Like, you know, people are fans of your show and it's just cool to meet people in this community and then get out to, like I said, to other audiences and things like that. But um, what got you into this kind of stuff, dude? Because like, you know, it's it, everyone has a different story of how they get into podcasting. So with getting into podcasting, I, I wanted to start one. I had a really, I've had paranormal experiences my entire life. And um, in August of 2020, I had a pretty wild one that we can get into. And I was actually going to like write an email. Have you ever heard of the Confessionals podcast? with Tony? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I've had him on my show a couple of times. He's great. Yeah, I was going to send him an email and I just, I chickened out. I was like, no, you know, no one's going to want to hear my voice, whatever. And then I was like, I just beat myself up over and I was like, I'm going to start my own show. And that was in like December of 2020. And then by June, I finally built up the courage to do it. <laughs> did Did you ever talk to Tony? Because he's a great dude. He would definitely respond to you. 
Yeah, I, I chickened out. I never talked to him. So I'm hoping now that I have a show and everything, we could maybe get together and talk sometime. But yeah, uh, in June, I um, I left one job I was working at and I had a, about two weeks between jobs. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I, I downloaded the, I had Anchor and everything all set up. And I finally just pulled the trigger. I had something happen. It, like the first week of June, it was just a weird experience with my dog. And we can get into that one too. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be my first episode. And then it's just been going from there. That's crazy. Well, I, I hope that it wasn't anything tragic with your dog because I just lost my dog, dude. And it's uh, my 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 old dog. You know, I had a 11-year-old pit bull. His name is Z. My audience is familiar with the story somewhat. Um, but yeah, man, broke my heart, dude. I mean, that it's worse it's worse than losing people sometimes. You know what I mean? It's a very interesting thing. So I hope that's not what happened with you. You no, want to get no, into your is... dog situation a little bit here? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry to hear about your dog. We just had to put down uh, my wife's dog. He was 14. He was a cockapoo. Yeah. We've had to put him down in February. So we ended up getting a new dog in April. Mm-hmm. So we got, we got a, the first one in April and he's eight months old. And then just, yesterday we picked up this other dog and that's like a crazy situation too um <laughs> and dude if, if anyone says manifesting stuff isn't real i i would challenge them on that because yeah this this puppy we have the older one he um he's very anxious you know and we were like you know he needs a sibling and we just put it out there and we were like you know let's see if we can get a dog and we were talking to this lady that watches our dog every once in a while and dude out of the blue she just texts us she's like we i, I have a you know german shepherd that's coming from a, like a neglectful home and everything and she mm-hmm. needs a spot and we were like let's do it and i mean she's like the best dog i've ever seen in my life this little she's like four months old now that's and awesome I mean, and you're right dude manifesting does it does something i don't know what it like what the deal is with that just today actually you know i'm a little stressed out with money right now because of having to put put z down and things like that it, it kind of set me back a little bit you know we're all just kind of barely getting by and um, I mean, I am especially, you know what I mean? I, I'm not speaking for you here, but it's it's tough, dude. And, and you know, focusing so much on like podcasting, I have a very basic job. I'm not, you know, making I'm not making six figures or anything. So um, this sent me back a little bit. And we're just thinking like, shit, we need some freaking money, dude. And, um, you know, not only like winning some bets, you know, in football, in the NFL and stuff like that, which, you know, you know, that's not necessarily manifesting. But then um, we we found out, too, that there's just like $1,800 $1, just sitting in this account that we just completely forgot about. So um, that kind of stuff is very real. And um, not to drag on about, about Z here, but when the, the days leading up to his death, I had intense chest pains. And I didn't know, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't sick that I knew of, right? Obviously, his stomach, he had a, a tumor in his stomach that I didn't know about. And... Um, you know, my, my, I thought that I had to go to a chiropractor or something. I thought that my back was messed up and it was making my chest hurt. Cause that happened to me once when I was about 24, 25, I had serious chest pains and it was cause my spine was out of whack. It was pushing on my lungs and, you know, fucking things up there. Um, but lo and behold, dude, two days after Z Z passes away, um, my chest is, is normal again. You know what I mean? And I talked with my dad about that. He's had similar experiences, Ron from New England, he said that the day his old dog, uh, Buddy, passed away, same deal. Like, the universe is just a little mis- misaligned or something, right? 
Um, so it's very interesting, man. And it, it, it makes me feel like either we're all connected in some way or um, people have six or seven or eight senses, maybe both. Right. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that stuff, but I know that you're very into the paranormal. So I'm interested to hear what you think about that kind of kind of show. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, that that's 100 percent. There There is a spiritual connection you have with your animals. I believe that, you know, 100 percent. And same thing when we had to put our dog down, he was doing great. And then out of nowhere, he just stopped eating his back kind of like twisted up and he just couldn't move around. Mm. Same thing. He had some tumors, cancer in his stomach. And I'll, I mean, very similar. I didn't have chest pains per se but my wife was like just a wreck a couple days before it all went down and he went downhill so quick but and then it was like the house just felt very ominous you know before it all happened and and then once you know we put him down and everything and I don't care what anyone says I mean I cried my eyes out when Me too, I, man. Yeah. and yeah and then once once he was gone and we we got his ashes back and everything it, everything just kind of opened up again and it was like everything kind of got back in the line like you said and i i do think we have more senses and i know our um animals can definitely sense things that we don't see with our five you know key senses that we always rely on but um i I guess going off of that we'll go into this weird experience i had because it's it's interesting so we got this German shepherd and he's, he's me and him are connected in this weird way. And he loves me to death. He he's following me around all the time. He's always got his nose up my ass. He's just <laughs> can't, can't get away from him. But uh, we were just sitting one night and everyone was on the, like my son was sleeping on the couch next to us. The dog was like in between the two couches. So I could see him on the floor. He was right underneath my son and my wife was sleeping next to me she was kind of sitting on my lap and I was just sitting there awake on my phone or doing whatever and um I couldn't really move because I didn't want to like she just fell asleep everyone was calm so I was just sitting there and I started I just sat there and started kind of meditating a little bit and just went into this weird kind of trance almost and I was sitting there I was I was awake but I could um I could hear everything around me but I was starting to go into this like do you meditate at all, Ryan? Or I don't, man. I, I need to get into it. Um, so what what are you talking about? Are you, were you doing some like interesting breathing? Like uh, you know, nothing special. I was just you know taking normal breaths, and I just closed my eyes, and I started seeing some like wild colors. I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but I started seeing just a lot of greens and purples and blacks all mixing together. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I start seeing. It, it was the weirdest thing. And this has happened to me a few times before, but I was kind of transported into this state where I was sitting in the back of a car, it seemed like, and I was looking out the window of this backseat of the car. And every time I looked out the window, I would see a scene of something. It'd be a city scene or, you know, a forest or something. And as soon as my, you know, conscious brain recognized what it was, it would disappear. So I, I would be like, oh. I'm looking at a city and then it would disappear. And this happened a few times. I saw a couple different scenes and whatnot. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I see my dog. He's laying in a field and he's just like laying down sleeping. And then I make eye contact with him 
and we in this like meditative state we make eye contact with each other and all of a sudden he wakes up in the real world and i snapped out of it and he like popped up i heard his like chains jingling and stuff and (laughs) it it was the most bizarre thing i've ever seen in my life and i was like that was fucking weird And, and he went right back to sleep and i went right back into it again same thing couple different scenes you know and then i saw him again and he was laying on a concrete patio this time not our concrete patio. i don't know what patio this was or whatever but um same thing he looked up he looked at me i started looking at him and i don't know if this was an out-of-body experience or some type of astral projection or something like that but same thing i saw him again and we made eye contact he looked up at me started wagging his tail and then he woke up in the real world and and then i was like i'm done i'm not doing that again it freaked me out and very interesting so so you don't know you don't have any idea what it was i mean i and i know you mentioned astral projection or out of body things is that what you're kind of leaning to or do you think that maybe you kind of have a special gift to do this or was it a fluke deal it was a fluke deal because i've tried to do it again with him and I, i just i don't know if just the timing was right and i was just in a calm state i don't know but it was weird because he woke up the first time you know you say oh maybe it's just a coincidence maybe i moved my foot who knows you know, but then it happened twice within it. And, and that was another weird thing, too. I thought, you know, this was maybe five minutes, give or take. And I, I remember looking at my phone beforehand. It was about 10 o'clock. By the time that second incident happened, it was after midnight. And I have no recollection of like what the hell happened for two hours. And it was it's like a little bit of lost time there then. Yeah. So I don't know if I actually fell asleep and this was some strange thing but the weird thing is is like i was fully aware of my my body i I could feel my wife you know her shoulder on my thigh i could still hear my son and the dog breathing and everything so it was bizarre man (laughs) it's like almost like you're in like um you know like the idea that there's different realities kind of existing on the same planes it's almost like you kind of tapped into something like that yeah and that's that's the only time I've had that experience with something else. I've had, you know, crazy lucid dreams and stuff like that. But this was the first time I've had something that happened in this dream world or this meditative state. And it actually impacted some, somewhat a, a creature that was sitting there, you know, five feet from me in the room. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You know, I got to ask you something, man, because, you know, talking to you, we, we haven't talked too much, you know, the, obviously right here and then the the little bit that we talked on uh the the monday night master debaters deal um did you have uh like have you had trauma in your life that has kind of because you're very uh, the reason i'm asking is you seem incredibly nice right not that most people in this community aren't nice but um you're kind of soft-spoken you seem like you think about your words very much when before you before you speak um there's just a kind of a vibe to you that it seems like you're very like the last thing that you would want to do is hurt someone's feelings. Right. That's just the the vibe I get from you. Now, I, like I said, I don't know you, um, but I'm just curious. I'm curious about like your upbringing. I'm curious about a lot of things about you because you're an interesting dude. <laughs> and that's <laughs> in, the, in the best way possible. Yeah. I, I mean, I was an English teacher before this, so I, I've always been very cautious of like when you're teaching a group of middle school kids, if you say the wrong thing, they're going to sure. rip you apart. So I always just try to, you know, think about everything I say before I say it. But um, 
as for trauma, there's nothing I really remember. I mean, my, I was very shy as a kid. Um, I, I actually went on, this is funny too, because uh, this is something I got to look into and do some more research on, but I went on deplorable Janet and she told me I'm an empath. And it was fun, like the, that morning before I went on, someone else messaged me too. And they were like, dude, you're an empath. And I was like, so now I'm, I'm kind of on this like journey to figure out what the hell that really is. Cause you can read some small stuff on it and it's like, Oh, you're sensitive. And you know, you can read a room, you can uh, pick up people's energy. And to me, that's just kind of commonplace. Like I've always yeah. been able to walk into a room and just get a vibe off someone or kind of sense the feeling of the room. But yeah, you know, my mom, my mom always used to tell me that I should be a psychologist or a psychiatrist when I was young, because like, Similar to you, I can kind of pick up on on um, you know people's emotions and, and read rooms, as you said. Um, but one thing that I would say is very different from me to you is I don't really care what I say. Uh, I might I might really piss someone off or hurt someone's feelings, and for some reason it just doesn't bother me. And I, I, I that's something that I want to work on because I don't want to go around like you know ruining people's lives and stuff. And I don't do it intentionally, right? I don't go and like you know if I see a fat person, I'm not like oh you fat, you know I'm not like just talking shit to people but um especially if someone does something kind of sideways to me um like at work or whatever i'll i'll do, i'll say or do something and i'll feel bad about it for months afterwards um for example this dude you know stole a pallet jack from me at at work he was an older guy probably you know 60 something he was working at walmart i go around from grocery store to grocery store and service the stores for a certain company that will go unnamed and um he took a pallet jack from me, you know, and, and there was other pallet jacks around, but just the fact that he came up and took mine, I was like, Hey man, I'm using that. And he's like, well, not anymore. And I followed him and I was like, dude, like, what are you doing, man? There's other ones here. Let me see this one. It's not a big deal at all, but I go out of my way to try and be very professional and nice at work. And it's when someone kind of sticks, like sticks it to me, I get pissed. And I called this old man a piece of shit. I was like, you fucking piece of shit. And I just walked away because I'm, well, I'm not going to throw hands with the dude. You know what I mean? We're working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel really bad about that. You know, and I have not, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize to him because at the end of the day, he was in the wrong. Like that is kind of one of those unspoken rules. Like you don't take a pallet jack from somebody at work. And it sounds so stupid. And even coming out of my mouth, I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But um that that's something that I don't think you would do. And I don't know what it is because I was brought up very, you know, I was taught to be polite and to especially to respect elders. Um, but that's why I ask if there was trauma or if your parents were extremely strict or something like that. Um, and I, you know, if I'm getting too personal, feel free to just tell me to shut up. No, 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 not at all. I mean, my dad is, um, he's an extremely paranoid individual. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of, he got me onto this whole, I, I guess you could say he's a conspiracy theorist. He doesn't really get into any of the stuff I get into, you know, with the politics and paranormal stuff like that. But I mean, growing up, it, it was, you would have thought we were coming from like, um, like an immigrant family or like a piss poor family. And we, we were middle-class. We weren't like very well off, but he was so frugal with everything and just very strict. And, you know, everyone was out to get him, And that just kind of put that mindset into me for a long time. Mm. And um, then, you know, of course, in your teenage years, you start to come out of your shell a little bit. But it's funny, you, you're talking about that story at work. This is something I've been trying to work on since I was younger. I just turned 30 this year hey, in, in, in September. And uh, 
when I was leaving that last job, it, it was the same stupid shit, you know, like I was detailing cars at a big car dealership in the area and I, I just moved to another one, but um, within the same company. But as I was the last day I was there, someone came over and just like took like three of my, my detailing brushes and stuff. And they were like, what, you're gone anyway. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, and, and that's something I would never have done. I probably would have just, you know, walked away. But for some reason, it just pissed me off to this point. And I just went and took him back. I was like, you know, take my shit, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's something I'm trying to work on. It's just being more assertive. But just the, the arrogance of someone to say, oh, well, you're leaving. It's like, yeah, but I'm going to take my shit with me. You know, no. like, don't. Yeah, that's that's it doesn't make any, it's it's so crazy. It's like the same kind of experience. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, this this jack wasn't mine. I didn't buy it. But yeah, the arrogance of some people. And I was talking with my dad about this, too, because like you said, and, and I, I know a lot of people know this when you do lose a pet, it's very emotional, it makes you kind of think about things. Right. And so I'm talking with my dad and um, my dad's very similar to me but as i've gotten a little older and especially with starting the podcast i can talk a lot more um i can get a lot more ideas out a lot more quickly um he he thinks about what he says especially when he's on a public platform like he's been on the on the podcast here a couple times Mm -hmm. and um he was telling me you just gotta like kind of lower your expectations of people that was that's the main thing that will help you to not fight like that now i mean i've seen him knock people out when i was a kid and, and you know he we get cut off and then oh i shouldn't say people but one person uh you know gets cut off and then road rage gets in and dude throws hands at him and then he knocks him out you know he's a big dude and he's he's uh assertive and and things like that but i could never see him doing that anymore and it, it's part of maturing and things like that but um yeah he said just lower your expectations of people and he has become completely apathetic when it comes to politics um, and just a little stresses in day-to-day life. And I think that that's something that comes with age. I don't know how you feel about that, but um, yeah. it's just very, it's interesting, dude. This life is a really crazy experience. And I think it's different for a lot of people, but when you share experiences with, with people is as mundane as they are, like the detailing brush and the pallet jack similarities there, um, what do you think that is? Because I think that this can kind of lead us into like what you talk about with your show, with the paranormality or the paranormal stuff. Um, do you, like, what do you view life as? Do you think that we're in a simulation? Like, let's get into all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, it's funny. I just put an episode out. Um, I used to play, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I used to play the game world of Warcraft a lot when I was younger. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of tend to think that this is, that that's kind of what the reality is is like i think that there is a group of i'm going to call them soulmates like and that doesn't have to be an emo- a romantic love or anything like that mm-hmm. but i feel like you kind of travel around whatever this existence is uh with a group of soulmates and then you go into say right now we're reincarnating into this earth realm and you meet up with people and whatnot and yeah i, I think that it's definitely simulated and going off of like the pallet jack and the detail brush thing i i I have to think people are npcs sometimes you know (laughs) because it's just like it's just like this like possum mentality it's like oh he's he's getting ready to leave i'm gonna go take all his shit and it's like i'm just moving to the dealership down the road you know what i mean like don't yeah and i bought all this shit so it's just people don't think and i really like what your dad said there is just lower your expectations because i learned that from teaching um oh i can can, imagine dude (laughs) you can yeah and i hate saying it but like you know you can write the best lesson plan in the world 
And if you can get one point of it down, that's a success. You know what I mean? You're never going to get through an entire lesson plan in a 40 minute period where you have wild, you know, uh, 13 year old boys and they're, they're just fucking nuts, you know? So like, you got to just learn to, were you at a boy only school? No, no, no. I was oh, in, okay. I just said boys because I had one class. I was teaching seventh grade English and it was a shit show. Cause I was a long-term sub. I got put in like a month into the year. The teacher just quit. And I had one class. It was seventh period. It was right after lunch. And it was uh, 22 boys and three girls in that class. Oh, shit. And it was just like insane. And of course, when they come and do your APPR and things like that, they that's the class they're going to go to, of course, sure. you know. But well, and, and at that age, too, those kids, I mean, I remember what I was like at that age, man, like you're just starting to kind of realize that you're very attracted to girls. Right. I mean, like uh-huh. I, I was liking girls when I was in kindergarten and, and first grade. I was like, you know, I had the idea, you know, that, that you're supposed to have a girlfriend and things like that. But it's like when when you start like hugging the girls when you say hi to them and stuff and it gets mm-hmm. real, you know, you pop uh-huh. the boners in class that yep. for no reason. And it's like so those kids are raging with with uh you know endorphins and hormones yeah that that was the word so i mean it's just i I can't imagine dude so yeah that's funny you would absolutely have to lower your expectations dealing with a bunch of kids and then thinking that those kids are hopefully going to grow up and be something and you're kind of in the middle of like them in the real world trying to kind of shape them a little bit so that's i mean that's i i give so much credit to teachers but i could never do that dude you got to be a little crazy to do that for like long term you do man and it's just I mean, I left not, it wasn't the kids. The kids were awful in so many ways, but they're great too. But I left because of the um, administration at this particular school district I was working at. They, um, I was, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I was like one of the only subs they had and a long-term or a, a permanent position came up and they didn't give it to me because mm. they wanted to keep me as a sub. So I was like, well, can I be like, you know, salary? Cause I'm working day to day making per diem pay and it's nothing. I can't raise a family on this. And so I just ended up going into business for myself. I started a lawn care landscaping business and then I got into detailing cars and things like that afterwards. But yeah, man, it's, it's rough being a teacher because they don't pay shit like a starting salary in New York state. And that that's the other thing too. They want you to get your master's degree. They want you to you have to have work experience to get your master's degree, but they want you to have a master's degree to get work experience. So it's just this catch 22 situation and starting salary is like $38,000 a year. Mm. (laughs) And And see, I'm, I'm very torn on how I feel about teacher compensation. Cause I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that they were very underpaid, like wildly underpaid, but it is one of these jobs where you get like three months, four months paid vacation, depending on where you're at. So it's one of those things where like go to right away. You think like, yeah, dude, these people need more money. Right. Um, and I, for the record, I still do absolutely feel like that, but it's just, it's, it's very interesting, man. I, I think that, you know, politicians should probably get paid more like teachers and teachers should get paid more like politicians, but that's not a real, that's not a realistic statement to make. I mean, you know, it's, there's something, there's so much wrong with our society, dude. And I think that the joke that the school system is no matter what state you're in, um it is fucked it really is fucked and these kids don't learn shit like I, I what did you say you taught again i was an english teacher so i was teaching seventh grade english i taught a 10th grade english class at one point but it, it's just with english in particular man the way they were um 
grading these standardized tests was insane. They, um, I wish I had kept some of the um, common core standard like curriculum, uh, how they would grade something. Everything, every essay these kids had to write was about global warming or climate change, mm. you know? And it would literally say, I mean, without saying it, it'd be like, they'd give you examples of like essays and there'd be an essay that went against it. You know, climate change isn't real or whatever. And it would grade it as a three because it's straight too far from the narrative. Mm. And it's like this, a kid could write a perfect essay, but and I, I would grade it as a four. I didn't give a shit, you know, but then it goes through a panel. So like you grade one and then two other teachers will grade it too. And they would oh, just wow. mark it. Yeah. So that's how they do the, at least the New York state regions exams and stuff like that. You would, it was awful. You'd have to go and sit for like six hours a day and just grade essays. Oh yeah. And you're reading like the poor writing. <laughs> oh dude. And that's, that's another thing, man. They like, I'm dealing with this with like my stepson right now. He's, he's 11 and he's got the most atrocious handwriting in the world. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, they don't teach cursive anymore. And I think that there is some, I don't know how much you get into like magic and stuff like that. I, I don't practice magic or anything like that, but I was talking to New York Patriot about this. I think they stopped teaching cursive because there is power in writing. Like going back to like the manifesting and whatnot. Like if you can, for me personally, if I write a list out, like if I put a list on my phone, I'm going to forget shit at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But if I write it out, I'm going to get everything on that list. And sometimes it's like shit that they might not even have at the store. I'll put like, I don't know, whatever, you know, and it's just like you find it. So with so, NY, I, were you talking about how cursive seems to have more of a power than like print writing? Because obviously if you're texting or like you said, typing a list in your phone, you're going to forget that. But were you guys, or are you implying that cursive itself has some sort of like power over, uh, you know, printing writing? I, I think so because you, it's your, it's your personalized touch and there's handwriting analysis. You know, people can look at someone's handwriting and tell you a lot about you you know? Hmm. So I do think there is an almost fingerprint in your, in your script that you write. And I do think that's why they have completely abolished that in, in the public school system. And they tell you it's because it doesn't, you know, there's no place for it. Everything's digital. Now you don't need to know how to write cursive, but I'll tell you a funny story real quick. I worked with a couple guys that were like 22 or whatever, and we're detailing cars in the back of this garage. And, um, this kid and anytime this is a little secret at a car dealership if you're going to trade in your car make sure you take everything out because the people in the back are like they're going to just go through it and scrape it clean but um <laughs> this this kid found a note underneath like a, a seat in the front seat of the car and he's like him and this other kid they're just looking at it and they're like wow like so I, just joking around I'm like what'd you guys find and they're like we found this note and I was like, well, is it anything good? Like, what, what is it? You guys are staring at this thing. And they're like, I don't know. We can't read it. And I was like, what the hell you mean? You can't read it. Is it written in Chinese or something? And they're like, no, it's written in cursive, man. <laughs> I was wow. Like, <laughs> and these and kids 22. are 22. Yeah. 22 or 23. I'm like, you guys are only like six, eight years younger than me. And, and then they <laughs> give it to me. Yeah, dude. You know, it, it, you and I, we really did go through a very, very interesting time. Like we grew up in, we're the, the last generation to know what it was like without the internet around. You know what I mean? And the last generation really learning cursive and things like that. Because I remember cursive. I can still write in cursive. Um, 
Yeah, man, that's mind blowing. Just the, the difference of eight years. I mean, they tell you it's like it takes a couple generations or at least one generation occurring according to, uh, you know, Yuri Bezmanov. But yeah, dude, it could take eight years or less, right? To just completely change an educational system. And that fucks like society, it seems. Yeah. And it's weird. And again, I'm not like tooting my own horn or anything, but like when management and stuff would come back, I mean, I'm only eight years older than these people and they would talk to me like I'm a middle-aged man and stuff. (laughs) And it's like, but then they looked at them as like little kids and they treated them like little kids. They had no responsibilities whatsoever. I was like an assistant manager back there, you know, unofficially. And it's just, it's just interesting because they were always like, how do you like, these are the type of people that would just mouth off to a manager up front or something like that. And it's like, you can't do that guys. Like as much as the customer is probably wrong, (laughs) they're still the customer. You know, if someone's not happy with the clean you did on their car, like you got to fix it and just, and yeah, of course people are always pains in the asses and assholes and whatnot. But it's like, I just don't understand where this comes from. This aggressive, like I did nothing wrong. I did this job. You're wrong. And it's like, to me, that's just mind blowing that someone would talk to a customer or a manager like that, you know, and maybe that's just me, you know, not standing up for myself enough or whatever, but it's just mind blowing to me. Well, I mean, there's a fine line, you know, I mean, like, obviously, I'm sure that if a manager was really abusing you verbally, you would. Oh, yeah. End up, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think that that's something that, you know, like I said, you're never going to look back at the end of the day and been like, damn, I was just too nice to people today. You know what I mean? You're never going to do that. But you can easily put your head down at the pillow at night and be like, damn, I was a dick today. You know, that that's happened to me often, you know, and that's that's something that I try to work on. Um, and it is ego. I know 100 percent that it's ego and pride and all this stuff. But um, there was a, that was always kind of my thing in high school, too. Like, I was always so worried that, like, my girlfriends at the time were going to cheat on me, be, not because it was going to hurt my feelings. It was because I didn't want that dude to feel like he was taking advantage of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would I, it would probably drive some of my girlfriends at the time to cheat on me because they're just like, this motherfucker won't shut up about it. I might as well do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's it's ego is a dangerous thing. It's toxic. But um, yeah, man, I, I that's something I need to work on. We all have shit like that that we need to work on. But um, more about like the the what you think this life experience is supposed to be. Um like, what are you getting out of life right now? Like, not just with the podcast, but, you know, we're we're living in a very dangerous, weird time. Um, But yeah, I mean, what are you getting out of life? Honestly, like, before I had kids, I was, you know, hardcore black pill guy, you know, I just thought, you know, just everyone for themselves, fuck the world, fuck the system, all this stuff. And now, I just feel like as a parent, you know, and I hate, you know, I'm not kids aren't for everyone. I'm not saying go have a kid. I'm not being one of those righteous pricks, but it's just like, I, I brought something into the world. I have to make sure that he has a world to live in that's livable, you know? And am I doing anything? Am I out on the front lines doing crazy shit? No, I have a podcast where we talk about stuff and sometimes we get into this and I'm just trying to raise him right. And give them good values and just something to take pride in. You know, there's not, I've noticed no one takes pride in their work anymore, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's something I've always done, whether it's cutting a lawn, teaching a class, detailing a car, like you have to take some type of pride in what you do. Otherwise it's just do something else. You know, it's not worth doing. 
that's really good to that you point that out because I'm like that with my day job. I I hate my day job, and I I should get a new job. You know what I mean? Um, but it's very tough right now. I'm I'm concerned because like the company I work for, I know they're not going to force us to get vaccines, mm-hmm. especially like they they force management to do it. Um, and I'm sure it'll trickle down at some point. But I'm I'm terrified to quit and let do like say uh, you know even Uber driving you know th- those massive companies like that I feel like they're gonna force vaccines but I'm going around and I'm not trying to get fired but it's like dude if I got fired I wouldn't care you know what I mean like I'm I'm really motivated to do this and I do take pride in the podcasting stuff trying to turn it into a job and my audience knows that you know I I think every single person that's on my Patreon I'm I'm very grateful I start every episode out on the Patreon, you know, thanking them. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, taking pride is a lost thing. And I'm guilty of that for sure. Um, well, but it's been good. there too. And what, what, what changed your mind about that? Like why uh, was it just maturity or, or what was the deal there? Honestly, once I started working with my hands, cause when I was teaching, I was at that same, I was like, just fucking fire me, please just yeah. let me go. I just, you know, and I was drinking a lot then so I've since gotten sober and whatnot, but once I started working with my hands and realizing that like you're responsible for this, if you fuck up someone's lawn, like that's on you. Yeah. Like, there's no one you can, I can blame, you know, the curriculum. I can blame the kids when I'm teaching and whatnot, but once yes. you are, yeah. yeah. And once you're doing it for yourself, like, I mean, I, I not going to lie. I fucked up a couple lawns when I first started, Sure. <laughs> messed up people's sidings. You got to fix it. You just got to own it and fix it. And you learn from it. And I've never had any complaints. Like there that, is something yeah. too about owning your own business where you have to take pride in it if you want to continue doing it you know what i mean like you can't blame uh the weather for the lawn getting fucked up or anything and congratulations on getting sober by the way dude that's something that i've thought about wanting to do but i, I enjoy drinking a lot dude i don't i don't feel like i overdo it you know i'm i'm able to handle my shit um i go to work every day like even if i'm hungover i go in because i'm like dude if i call out because i'm hungover i'm gonna feel like a piece of shit all week you know mm-hmm. um but yeah, congratulations, dude. That is tough. Thank you. It's uh, five years on the 15th. So, Oh, wow. Congratulations on the 15th of, of uh, October. October this month. Oh, we already passed the 15th, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I said uh, on the 15th. It was oh, five oh okay. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, I was, that's, I was that's, talking in the past tense. <laughs> that's crazy. That's another synchronicity because that's when Z passed away, dude, on, on the 15th of October. You know? Interesting. Right. I mean, it's kind of like th- these are small things, but when these what do you think that is when when like little things like that line up? Do you think that it's like because people vary this like crazy? Some people will say like, oh, everything is written out. And it's like, I mean, I don't go that far. But what do you think that that kind of stuff is? Dude, it's so weird because I was just talking about this, too, with my wife, like even how me and my wife met is totally synchronistic. And we can get into that, too, if you want. But sure. even just even just getting this dog. So it's so weird. And again, people would just brush this off as coincidence. But back in 2016, we had a little Shih Tzu and he he got out and he was wandering the streets of uh, Albany, New York. And we couldn't find him. You know, we were looking forever. And this lady found him. And this lady is a professional dog walker, dog watcher. She has a business where she watches dogs and everything. We found her, met her, awesome lady. And we've used her ever since. And it's funny, we started talking and she went, she grew up in the town I grew up in, which is like, you know, an hour south of where we're at now. She knew my dad. She went to high school with my dad and my aunt. And it's just like these weird little like connections. And then she's the one that just told us about this new puppy that we just got. And it's just, 
is that a synchronicity? Is it just coincidence? I don't know, but it happens all the time in my life. And it's just, I have to, I don't think that it's written out per se. Like, I don't think the whole thing is written out, but I do think it kind of goes back to that idea that maybe we're in some kind of play, like, and it's, it's, a, it's an improv and we all have yeah. these actors and these people that we meet for whatever reason. And you just have to pay attention to it. Cause like we could have very easily just, this lady could have found our dog and we could have moved on, you know, and never talked to her again, said thank you and whatever. But now she's like a staple in our life when we need to have our dogs watched or whatever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and that dude, it is so weird. Cause I hear so much learning about like the conspiracy community. You know, I've been, I've been into conspiracy since shit, probably seventh or eighth grade is like when I started really kind of getting into them. But then like high school is when I was like balls deep. Right. Um, learning how like these people talk about it and then like the fake truthers like the steve bannons of the world where you know they say like there are no coincidences but there are no conspiracies it's like dude i think there's both right i mean there's both things that that go down there's there's absolutely coincidences but where do you like in your mind where do you draw the line between or where do you separate a synchronicity and a uh coincidence that's a tough one man because right (laughs) I, i would say a coincidence is something that doesn't have uh, an impactful meaning in your life after the fact you know what i mean so like a coincidence is like oh me and you are both wearing a red shirt today cool it never affects your life again a synchronicity is something that it, it feels like it was meant to be and it continues to be something moving forward hmm. whether that be a relationship with someone or now, who knows it, it's a that's a tough question man i'd have to really kind of think about that a little more to give a better answer but yeah i would say a synchronicity is something that has an impact and continues to have some type of impact or steer you in a different direction whereas a coincidence is just oh okay cool we, we're both doing that or this happened you know yeah like um like you know my name being ryan if i met someone named ryan that's obviously a coincidence but that could turn into a synchronicity at a certain point too because you guys could become friends right um Mm -hmm. it was really weird i went to a wedding a while ago and i bought this ridiculous shirt like it was the stupidest looking shirt it was it wasn't a wedding it was like an after party type deal Mm -hmm. because i don't know why we didn't have a wedding but it was just like a a fun party afterwards so you know everyone was kind of just dressing like different and wearing whatever they wanted and i bought this teal shirt with velvet pattern all all over it at ross of all places i mean like the the dress for less you know just random shit that they have and i bought this shirt dude and someone else was wearing the damn shirt there and i like me and my girlfriend were like dude is this guy really wearing that same ridiculous shirt that you found and like so that kind of stuff obviously it's a coincidence but it's like did i fuck up by not like trying to be friends with the dude we kind of like you know pointed at each other and it's like that spider-man meme where like spider-man's pointing at himself yep. um we just kind of joked about it we're like dude i didn't think anyone had this shirt you know um but it's like did i fuck up by not trying to be the dude's friend or like what it, what's the deal there it's weird yeah i don't know like is that an opportunity you're supposed to take maybe he was or maybe that's all it was meant to be you know just yeah. like a goofy moment that's a i trust me man i will overthink everything in situations like that and i'll be like oh damn if, if that was me i'd be like who was that guy why did he have that shirt but did he wear it to be ironic or was he wearing it serious you know i would just yeah <laughs> I'd, I'd go freaking nuts with that 
But. Yeah, dude, it's a trip, man. But yeah, the the whole world of synchronistic shit is really cool. You mentioned something about your wife and how you guys met. Um, did you want to get into that? Because that's that's always interesting to hear about these things. Yeah, and then that can kind of segue into the paranormal stuff because I, sure. I grew up having sleep paralysis my entire life, and once I met her, it pretty much went away. So, um, in New York State, I'm sure it's like this everywhere. When you do your uh, teaching degree, you have to do student teaching. And they make you do two, um, two placements, right? So I had my first placement all set and ready to go. No issues whatsoever. And then they didn't have a school for me to go for my second placement. And then I had all this issues with like a Spanish credit that I needed to get. And I had to take a college course or a summer course and all that stuff. But so they, they just didn't have a second placement for me. And they threw me in this random little school. And the lady had never had a student teacher before. She was a pretty new teacher. She'd been teaching like five years or something at the time. And she was a couple years older than me and whatnot, but we hit it off great. Came friends. It was, it was a fun experience. And one day we were at lunch or whatever, and I was single at the time. And she was like, why don't you have a girlfriend? And then that got into this whole conversation. And she's like, I have the perfect person for you. And she like lists off everything, you know, she's beautiful. She's an artist. She does this, 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 and she would just be perfect for you, but she's married. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> great. And, uh, you know, finished off my student teaching and that story just kind of stuck in my head. I don't know why it just did and finished it off. We, we talked here and there a couple of times sharing like funny teaching stories and whatnot, but we pretty much lost contact after that. Like two years later, I'm sitting in my room. I'm drinking at the time. And uh, I was either playing some online game or watching a movie or whatever. And she just texts me out of the blue and she's like, I'm setting up a date for you. And it just popped in my head. I was like, wait, is this the lady? And, and another synchronicity too is like this lady that she, her friend she was telling me about, they had gone to high school together, but they didn't know each other. They're a couple of years apart. And their kids went to um, pre-K together. And what's interesting is her friend grew up in her, I hope this is making sense. The teacher I was working with, her friend grew up in her childhood home and was living there or mm. it was living in the teacher's childhood home. And all this stuff just stuck in my head. And then she texts me two two years later and is like, hey, I got to, I'm setting up a date for you. And I was like, wait a minute, is this the, the artist uh, stuff? And she's like, yeah. And I walked you know we set up the date and everything i walked in and dude i i became fully retarded as soon as i saw this one <laughs> really yeah i just i couldn't speak and I, I was just like dumbfounded i mean like you can say love at first sight and whatever but it was just a different connection and i, I honest to god don't know why she gave me a second date because i was just like all sweaty and freaking out and shit yeah i just like wasn't talking and i'm like just awkward and it, it was but then we had our second date and then it's you know we've been together ever since that was almost six years ago now but yeah it's just weird like and then we we don't talk to this teacher and this lady anymore that set us up like she put this whole thing in motion and it's like why did i get put in that school why was her kid in the same pre-k class yeah. why did she grow up in her house like there's all these weird little things that came that had to fall into place at that right moment in time for That's it to funny. happen did she ever tell you why she why she did give you a second chance or, uh, you know, like, did you ask her or the maybe because maybe she was that nervous, too? It was the beard. I know it was the beard. Oh, there you go, dude. I mean, that's the <laughs> that's the winner every time, dude. Mm -hmm. No, I, I really don't know why. And again, it's like 
my wife's a little bit older than me and she had a kid and everything from recently divorced. And it's just, there was no reason for us to ever really cross paths in our normal day-to-day life. It just had to, it just happened to fall into place. So I believe that's a synchronicity for sure. That's very interesting, man. It's cool, dude. Yeah. I've had, you know, I've, I've, you know, met people that I thought I was going to marry and all these things. And um, I mean, like right now I'm just calm. I'm happy where I'm at, you know, just kind of, kind of doing my thing and, and I'm, I'm excited about life and everything. And I just don't know if I want to start a family in this time. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, it's, it scares me to try to do that. But then at the same time, I know when I'm old, it's going to suck not having a kid, you know what I mean? And that's a selfish way to look at it. Um, and that's it's another reason. I, well, I mean, but that's the reason too, that I don't want to have a kid is because I do feel like I'm pretty selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I admit that, right? Like I'm not going to steal food off of someone's plate or anything, but, um, the little bit of money that I do have extra after paying bills, I don't want to fucking pay pay for a kid. You know what I mean? Like, that's my thing right now. I know that that, you know, tends to change for people when they have kids, but, um, it's just uh it's a weird weird concept for me to to try to start a family right now and um you know i want to get into your paranormal stuff and i i I wanted to tell you about this accident because i know that you were telling me that you were curious about that and because that's really the only paranormal type experience that i've ever had um obviously you can probably chalk up like the you know the, the chest pains when my my dog was passing away that that could be some kind of paranormal shit too um but yeah, man, this car accident that I got into, it was really weird because it was just a, it was just me by myself. You know, we were out with, uh, I was out with my friend and we were eating dinner. He was driving his, uh, he had a Toyota Tacoma, really nice truck. And um, it was, it was just very crazy how it all worked out because he had just removed full coverage because he was going to trade it in like the following week to get another another vehicle this truck's probably worth twelve thousand maybe sixteen thousand dollars um he throws me the keys because he wants to drink with this girl that we we went to go meet up i was like kind of the third wheel um he was with the chick and i was just hanging out um he wanted a wingman i guess and so we're there um he throws me the keys because he wants to stay and he wants to go back to her apartment and whatever so i'm driving home um hauling ass because i have to get to work the next morning very early i've got to wake up and it's like 11 at night and um i fucking just crashed dude i don't know if i fell asleep i don't know what happened i really don't know what happened but i I was very close to my house um i mean probably another literal minute 60 seconds i would have been pulling into my driveway and when i came to i don't know if i got thrown out of the vehicle i don't know what happened i know that they said that it rolled between six and seven times that they're not sure exactly how many times this truck rolled but the truck was fucked um i had the window down i know for a fact so all that it took was like my arm to go out the window and the truck to fucking cut my arm off right i i don't think i was wearing my seatbelt. um so you know rolling with the window open all this shit working out the way that it did um i woke up and i was wearing glasses at the time and my glasses were obviously broken. They were off. I thought that I was in my driveway. I thought that I had like fallen down getting out of the truck or something. Um, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, shit. I think I got in a car accident. And I look over and it was weird because the truck looked like nothing happened. The truck was right side up on the wheels. I don't remember seeing any damage. I go in there. I grab my phone and my keys and my glasses. And I was like, fuck, like. I wonder if I should walk home. Like, what should I do here? 
Um, luckily, there was um, a couple that was walking by late at night for some reason. And um, they called the ambulance, had me sit down and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I go to the hospital. It was all just a very fuzzy night because after you hit your head that hard, very, very weird. You don't really remember what's going on. But, you know, long story short, I end up getting back uh, the next day. The truck, I see the truck is completely fucked up to even the point where like the odometer was fucked up. So like that, that's was that was kind of interesting because my friend who had kind of, you know, like helped me out kind of, I don't know if he helped me or hurt me that night, gave me the, the keys to try to get home. This $12,000, $16,000 truck gets appraised for 20000 by the insurance company, which never fucking happens. I mean, they never pay you more than what it's worth, but they yeah. just couldn't, they couldn't get a beat on how much the truck was worth because they didn't know how many miles were on it and blah, blah, blah. Um, so he gets more money than his truck's worth. So he's super happy with me. You know what I mean? Like, we're all good about that. Um, but it was, it was almost like, I felt like it, that, that next day when I was kind of more coherent and I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm, I'm alive and blah, blah, blah. My shoulders fucked up to this day. My, my arms broken. Um, and then obviously I don't know how many more hits I can, I can head on, take on the head, but, um, I was just thinking, I was like, dude, like, why didn't I die right there? You know what I mean? Because two two girls got in a, a much less severe car accident that same night and they died. I mean, it was like I said, they just got T-boned. There was no rolling. There was no crazy shit, but they died. Part of me was thinking, like, I wonder if they kind of took my place for whatever reason, because I and I don't know. I mean, I know that this is all kind of far fetched and shit, but. I just thought that it was very, very interesting that they were in the next room in the trauma unit and there's fucking cops running back and forth and, you know, paramedics and all kinds of things. And um, they're like, yeah, these these two girls over here died. And, I, and, and the doctor told me straight up, I don't know how you're alive. Like, you know, you, you really shouldn't be. This is very you're very lucky. And, uh, you know, I'm talking with my dad and he's like, yeah, you're here for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He was like, yeah, I don't know how you live through that either. You know, he was joking around like I probably cracked the, the asphalt with my head because it's so hard, you know, just being being stupid, having a hard head. And um, yeah. yeah, man, just shit like that. I know people have those kinds of experiences every day, but it was by far just the most paranormal, weird deal, because I feel like I, I had something protecting me that night, like something was holding me in the car, keeping my arms in the car, my legs, my head, everything in the car um, until maybe potentially I got thrown out last minute or or maybe not. You know, I, I just know that I woke up outside of the vehicle uh, actually sitting in cactus. Uh, you know, it's just weird. Very, very weird. So um, that was my my big, you know, what I think was a paranormal experience. I have no proof, but um it, it motivated me to, and my mind changed about a lot, dude. I was very kind of easy to depress. You know, I was, I, I was kind of like the type of dude that would always fall head over heels in love with girls. And then like, they would, they would leave and, and I would just be like really upset, um, drinking a lot. And I, you know, I still drink. I, I very much enjoy drinking, but, um, I would worry about shit, like stupid shit, you know? And uh, now I just don't give a fuck, dude. Like, I just don't care about anything. Like, not in a bad way. I don't think. I think that it's helped me. But it's just fascinating, dude. Like, those kinds of things where it changes your mindset. And it kind of makes you realize. Like, that's when I really realized, too. It's like, okay, I'm not going to die until I am supposed to die. Doesn't matter if it's a freak accident. Doesn't matter if I die an old man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to die when I'm supposed to die. Yeah. How long ago was this? 
Uh, it was three years ago. It was like uh, July fifteenth, uh, actually. July fifteenth. Shit, twenty. Oh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's interesting. You would have been twenty seven at that time. Yeah, twenty seven club, dude. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I mean, that's not a real synchronicity, but that's fascinating. I mean, yeah, I would definitely say that's a near death experience for sure. Um, do you think you crawled out of the vehicle? Do you think you? Because I know some people in, in like traumatic situations like that, they just you you could have walked out of it and just passed out in the thing. You know, people get that weird adrenaline rush. Who knows? That's that's really fascinating, man. Um, yeah, yeah my something- shoes were off um you know I'm, so like i know that's something that people can do too you know they take their shoes off but i also know that like when people get hit by cars their shoes fly off and shit like that too like when they get hit hard it's weird that they like get hit out of their shoes um it's very possible that i crawled out but like uh, you know like i said i was in cactus i was in like uh we have these things called choya cactus i'm not sure if you know what those are but they they jump like these cactuses they're very uh the not a lot of uh like meat on the cactus it's all thorns and these fucking things mm-hmm. and um so yeah i was laying in, in some of that and um so i don't think i would have sat down in that intentionally um but i don't know like i said i don't know if i got thrown out the the uh ambulance when they pulled up they asked if i got thrown out they asked the couple that was walking by by happenstance they might have heard me or something crash right um but yeah they said well i don't know we just came up and this dude was laying down out of the out of the truck we thought he was dead you know what i mean so um it was weird man it was very weird yeah that's insane i mean do you you don't remember anything from it right the last thing i remember was was um i mean not even swerving really that's why i was curious if i fell asleep but i wouldn't have fallen asleep i wasn't drunk right um i didn't get like a dui or anything like that it was so i mean i can prove that i wasn't drunk um it was just a very, very, um, like, I don't know if I like, I'm not going to say there was like aliens involved or some shit like that. Right. But like, there was some missing time involved. Cause I don't remember even swerving. I don't remember anything. I don't remember. I don't remember hearing anything. Um, just literally driving and then waking up in some cactus, then getting up, grabbing my shit and then falling back down. That was really it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's wild, man. I mean, the missing time is very interesting too, because again, a lot of people think aliens are, you know, little green men and whatnot. But if you start looking at them as like uh, energy fields, negative and positive angels sure. and demons, things like that. I mean, did something just pull you out at the, you know, it had no intention of where it was dropping you. It just pulled you out of that situation because, and it's weird too, that when you got up and looked at the truck, it didn't seem damaged or anything like that. I mean, that could be a sign of a concussion and whatnot, but, I don't know, man. Something something saved you that night for sure. Yeah, man. Anyone that you that you can talk to about that's familiar with it, whether it be my mom, my dad, you know, my girlfriend, anyone, they uh they they would say the same thing. My friend too, you know. Um, and it was nuts because the next day, um, I stayed up all night. Like I, I had a fucking massive adrenaline dump. You know what I mean? Like just like I could not sleep for shit. And like I didn't even try to, you know what I mean? Like just stood stayed up and you know, my friend was staying at a hotel. And so we just went over, stayed at the hotel and stayed up all night, you know, went to the pool and like, it was kind of like a normal day. I was very sore, but uh, that was it, dude. It was, it was very weird. And the, like I said, the, the only thing that I really have to show for it now is a dead shoulder. I mean, the, my right shoulder has no muscle in it. The muscle's dead. 
and um, it's numb. So, I mean, if I got away with just that, I, I feel very fortunate. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, I'm happy you're here, and there's obviously a greater purpose for your life, you know, Thanks, like man. you said. And um, it's just interesting. There's a lot of little things. Like, I had a weird shoulder incident happen a couple months ago. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's nothing like a car accident, but I had a car accident in September of 2020. And I had just got the car. It's the 2015 Nissan, but it was like the first car I ever bought, you know? Oh, that From sucks. The- and you crashed it. <laughs> well, no, what happened, this is so weird too, because I was driving into work and I always stop at this like little gas station, whatever. And I was running a little late and I was like, I- I'll just, I'll stop at the one closer to work. And some, I-, I swear to God, I heard a voice. It wasn't in my head. It was like over my shoulder. It said, turn around. Wow. And I was like, I was like, ah, fuck it. You know, I, I'm late. I, I'm just going to go. And I'm going. I go to the stupid roundabout. And this lady is just not paying any attention at all. I was in the correct lane doing everything right. And she just <laughs> took out the whole like front end of my car. Did like $8,000 worth, worth of damage. Shit. And again, it was like no one got hurt. You know, it was just a stupid pain in the ass accident. It happened on my mom's birthday too, which was weird. Mm. Um but just, I, I swear on my life, I heard a voice say, turn around and I ignored it. And that's what happened. So it's like, since then, I've really tried to be in tune with like that intuition, that inner voice, you know, and just, if your gut's telling you to do something, you just got to do it because <laughs> you might not know, like, you know what I mean? You don't know what it's actually going to do, but. Well, dude, it, the, it's, the, uh, the same thing happened to me in a, a fender bender situation, which sounds like yours was a little worse than a fender bender. Um, mm-hmm. Literally, I just ran into the back of someone. But that morning, uh, it was the same road that I got in that really bad car accident down. I have to drive down that spot that I fucking crashed at twice every day, at least, because it was right down the street from me. Um, there's one way in and one way out of my neighborhood. So, you know, every single day, but right around the same spot, um, I, I ran into the back of someone because somebody ahead of that car slammed on their brakes and she slammed on their brakes, but I've got a bigger truck. So it took me longer. There's dirt on the road because it was raining. So I slid into her, you know, probably, probably following her a little too close. But um, that morning I woke up and I, and I was so close to calling out. And like, I just got done telling you, I never call out of work. I try not to, unless there's something seriously going on. And um, I just woke up that morning. I was like, I do not want to work today. And I was so close to calling out and you know i didn't and it didn't cost me anything luckily my insurance is great and they took care of it but i mean yeah listening to your gut and and you don't even really understand what your gut's telling you but um and that's that's i think what people can work on trying to to understand right um it's a fascinating concept though dude it's very interesting it is and i mean i've always kind of had that just just anything you know just certain people you know like i've been in situations in college and stuff where you just get the wrong vibe and it's like i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna leave the group and go with you people and it turns out oh there was a freaking shooting in that freaking party or something and it's like Mm. i I can't chalk that up as like coincidence that's like you gotta listen to that gut feeling and just go with it because it's never proven me wrong before yeah i i I ignore it all the time and when i do then there's consequences but even just another stupid story too like I, I never played the lottery or anything like that, but it was just a random night. We were driving around me and my wife and my son. We were trying to get him to fall asleep and we stopped to get a drink at, at this uh, gas station and I never played the lottery. And I was like, you know what? I just heard that voice in my head. They were like, just buy a ticket. 
you know, and I, <laughs> I had, I had 20 bucks in my pocket and it was funny cause I kind of needed money at the time I went in, I bought four or $5 tickets and I ended up winning like $300. Oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit. And I, I haven't played the lottery since I figured, you know, I, yeah, you'll get the voice in your head to go to play it again. But yeah. And it just, it, it was it happened at the right time. I had to pay this. We got this stupid like heat bill that, cause we were in this apartment and the, like it was vacant for like the month before and the way they do the heating here they like they base it off of last year's thing so they yeah. do like a you know it's a pain in the ass and the, since there was no one in it the month before so it was so much lower and we were in it it just jumped it up to like a 400 hundred dollar bill and i was like oh fuck <laughs> you know wow and it just right at that time hey play the lottery and it happened so <laughs> again it's just like I chalk all that stuff up to paranormal because so many people think paranormal is just like you saw a ghost mm-hmm. or you got abducted by aliens or you saw Bigfoot or whatever. And I think it's I think everyone experiences something paranormal and it's like you don't really know you experience something till after the fact. Like my very first paranormal experience, I didn't know it was a paranormal experience until I was like 27 years old. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. saw it is, you know, there was another thing um, with Z, too, that day, like I said, October 15th, um, we were supposed to, or not supposed to, but I wanted to go to Vegas for Tinfoil Hat's 500th episode. There was a bunch of, like, conspiracy people that were going to be there. I don't know how many people ended up going, um, but, you know, if I would have been gone, like, like, right away, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to go. And in my crazy conspiracy mind, I thought I was going to be like another Stephen Paddock situation where freaking Vegas gets shot up with all these conspiracy nuts in one location. It's like, you know, it's like all this bad shit's going to go down. Um, and so that was what my mind was telling me. But like, really, I think I was picking up on something like, yeah, something bad's going to happen. Not at that scale that's going to affect all those people, but something in your life, you know, and that was a, a massive tragedy for me, you know, and if I if I that is the thing that I am so happy about the way that he passed away is that I was here, you know, I, I was hugging him and I was kissing him when he took his last breath. And if I wouldn't have been able to do that, I, I would probably be a lot more beat up than I am right now. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly over it. I mean, I'm never going to forget him or anything like that, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I've got his paw print right here next to me and his bowl and his, like his collar and all this shit. Like it's all around me. I like keep it close, but um that would have beat me up dude if i would have gone to some stupid you know and i love that show don't get me wrong but if i would have gone to some stupid conspiracy thing when my dog needed me i mean that would have fucked me up so um i'm thankful dude i'm thankful that it worked out the way that it did the best possible way that it could have worked out so yeah dude and and that's that's alchemy right there you know like you're you took yeah, it's a shitty situation, but you're taking this lead situation and turn it into a golden, you know, learning opportunity. And and you would have, I know you would have, I would have done the same thing. I would have hated myself mm-hmm. if I wasn't there for my dog or anything like that. So yeah, it, it's funny. Like, it's not funny. I'm just saying it's, it's, interesting I know what you mean. Yeah. How, yeah. How you can just, so many people don't do that. They don't transmute that negative experience and they just dwell in it. And I've been there. I've been depressed for a long time before, Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to fall into those low vibrations. Like even with the shit, like I kind of mentioned before the show, like you can get trapped in that so easily. And instead you just got to, and it's not easy to do. I'm not saying I'm like some freaking guru or anything that can be all Zen and whatnot. I have my moments, trust me. But once you start being mindful of that and start thinking and saying like, 
obviously this happened for a reason. You know, I got put in this shitty situation for a reason. You can start to find if there's any gold in there, you you'll, you'll find that gold. And sometimes you have to make it up and just tell yourself it's yeah. something, but it gets you through it. You know? Yeah, dude. I started off my last episode uh, about Facebook. I started off cause I wanted to just mention the whole deal, you know? And um, yeah, any loss, whether it's a lost opportunity, a lost loved one or anything, you can spin that into something somewhat positive. I'm not saying that you need to celebrate it, but um, especially with an opportunity, there's probably some reason that that opportunity didn't work out, right? Um, with my dog here, he was so tough. I don't know if he was in pain. Um, he was just kind of breathing a little harder. So, you know, a lot of dogs, they would be whining if they had uh, cancer in their stomach. Um, so, you know, maybe he he was in a lot of pain and he just wanted to check out, you know, and, and it would have been selfish of me to put him through chemotherapy and all this shit because you, you can't explain to them what's going on, dude. You know, you can't. And uh, he got a massive tumor cut off of his shoulder and he almost died then. So if he would have had a surgery, you know, his blood pressure dropped way low down when uh, when they cut the tumor out. It was a massive surgery. I mean, this fucking tumor was like the it was bigger than a grapefruit, like a full size grapefruit. He's a big dog. But uh, the reason that it got so big, too, is because the fucking veterinary system that everyone's telling me it was going to be between three and seven thousand dollars. And I'm like, dude, I cannot I cannot pay for that. And um you know, my dad, who's like my guardian angel, dude, he found this guy um, that is kind of like an OG, like kind of like a gangster veterinarian, dude, like works on horses and barns and shit like that. And he's like, oh, I'll cut that thing out for twelve hundred bucks, man. Let's do it. You know, and so that's how that happened. And and he wouldn't have been able to go through that again. So, um, yeah, dude, it's it's uh, it's weird. I hate to just keep bringing it back to like me and my dog and stuff, but it's just oh, it was okay. something so uh, you know, pivotal in my life. I've lost people before. Um, and I've lost dogs before, but there was something about that, dude. There was very, it was very interesting. He's been with me through a lot of shit. You know, we've lived in four different houses together. Um, all kinds of girlfriends, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's, he's just been my ride or die dude. And it's, um, I know that you said that you recently lost it or it was your wife's dog, correct? Yeah. But it was my dog too, you know? It, sure. Yeah, exactly. But obviously it was much more impactful for her because she had him for 14 years, you know, and yeah. it's just, but they are, they're like little spirit guides. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> like they just, they're, they're that constant when everything else is changing. Like your pet oh, is always going to love you no matter what, you know, that's such a good way to put that. Yeah, That's a good way to put that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I've had many dogs too, and it's just, it's crazy, man. Like I've never like even my dogs growing up, like they were my dogs and everything, but they were my parents' dogs, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Like when this, this little shih tzu we had to put down, dude, I cried for like two days straight. It yeah. was like, yeah, because it was just like, that was the first time I ever had to go put an animal down too. And it's just, you know, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy how you do it. But again, like same thing I was going to say to you too, with like the situations and stuff, like the conscious, like you, you have a conscience, you know? And that's why things bother you. You know, sure. if you didn't have a conscience, you, you would, you would just be an asshole to people and not think anything of it. Sociopath. But yeah, exactly. And it's like, and again, sociopaths, they, they don't like animals. Most of the time <laughs> they have no empathy towards animals. Like I, I think you do have some of the, and again, I'm not an expert on empaths or anything, but I, I would definitely say you are, you, you have a lot of the qualities of it and just just the way you can like communicate with almost anyone. Like I've never heard any of your shows 
where you've you've let a conversation go like dead you know what i mean like you you really have this way of communicating even on uh the the master debaters the other night like we had never talked before yeah and and yet you were able to just do it so yeah man i i definitely would say if if you haven't looked into it look into what empaths are i i would say you're you have a lot of the qualities of it that's interesting, man. Thank you very much for the compliment, by the way. You know, I try to, I try to get the, to not la- allow any dead air. That's, that's the whole part mm-hmm. about an audio show, right? It's not, mm-hmm. you can't be having dead air. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, you're doing great with your show too, man. And I, I'm excited to see where you go with yours. Um, cause you just started, you, you said a couple months ago, uh, in yeah, what, June? June. Yeah, June. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I've been doing it for almost two years and it's taken off for me. And I think that you're going to be in that same position, dude, you know, networking is the name of the game with this stuff and just having fun. Um, but, uh, you said something that I wanted to go back to my damn CTE. I forget shit so quick, dude. I'm like, that's one thing I have to do when someone's talking. That's why I interrupt so much. Cause that thought is just gone, dude. After like, <laughs> so, um, you said something I want to fuck. Oh, the idea of, um, how you guys were really beat up over your dog loss. My girlfriend who, you know, she's only known Z for a couple of years. She's taken it harder than I am. You know what I mean? I, I don't think she has the same ability that I do too. Like you said, do the um, alchemical concept, which is a cool way to put it. Um, Cause I, I always thought that I just don't understand alchemy at all. And I think that we all kind of do a little more than we realize. Um, but, uh, and I think that the, I honestly think that that accident had something to do with it, dude, because I, I mean, I don't understand how I'm not completely fucked up over this. I'm very sad, but um, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm carrying on. You know what I mean? And I think about them constantly. Um, it's obviously the hardest when I wake up in the morning. And then when I come home from work, seeing his goofy face and his tail wagon, um, those are the hardest times. But, you know, just keeping shit moving. And, um, and I think having a hobby, whether it's podcasting, whether it's researching, whether it's video games, even, you know, people hate get a lot of hate for playing video games. I actually went out the day he died. I bought Guitar Hero for PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And dude, we've been shredding on Guitar Hero because I got to do something. You know what I mean? If you just sit there and you want to feel sorry for yourself, you can do it. Um, and so, you know, it, it is just interesting. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate the way that you're putting things here because it is very interesting. The stillness that they are in the chaotic world, because I still have two more that, that need a lot of love. So it's um, it's a crazy time, dude. And I think that I'm interested if you want to touch on anything else. I know that we probably didn't get into all your paranormal experiences. Did you have any other kind of crazy things like that? Well, I'll I'll just do a short little one. This was um this was one of the first where I kind of actually recognized it as a paranormal experience. Um when my grandfather died in 2009, I was 17 years old in high school, a senior and he used to fly carrier pigeons. That was like one of his hobbies. He he raised them, he bred them, he would do races and stuff like that. So that at his dope. funeral, yeah, it was pretty cool. And I, I wish I had gotten into it and spent more time to learn that thing. But, you know, wow. it is what it is. But um, so at his funeral, it was fitting to do instead of like doves, or like they release pigeons, you know, and we drove there. It was like me, my brother and my three cousins on that side of the family. And we were all in the same car and we had the pigeons in the back of the car when we drove there and they did the whole thing. You know, it was very sad. Everyone's crying and whatnot. And they went to release the pigeons and two of them would not come out of the cage at all. Like you had two big ass guys like trying to shake them out and they just <laughs> wouldn't, they would not leave. So only 10 of the 12 
uh, pigeons flew out and these birds would not come out of the cage. And when we were driving back to the, you know, little, whatever they do, the party afterwards, um, these birds were in the car with us the whole time. And wow. They really wouldn't go. Like, even if you just dumped them out, they would not go. Yeah. Like these, this guy, like literally because they're in the crates and everything. And he was like, had it upside down and these birds were not coming out of there. And they, the two of them stayed in the car with us. And I was like, guys, this, you know, this is the grandparents. They're here. They're, they're with us on this ride back. And I can't prove that, but I know it in my heart that that's what it was. And no one else, you know, none of my other cousins, <clears throat> my brother kind of was onto it. He was like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And he's had way more paranormal experiences than I've had. But um, yeah. And then it's just funny, you know, like years later, you're talking to these people and they're like, oh yeah, that was definitely, you know, grandma and grandpa in the car. And it's like, come on guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it makes sense, dude. I mean, like there's that idea of like, you, you mentioned reincarnation and things like that. I think I I'm more and more on board with that all the time, you know, because the idea of energy not being able to be like really created or destroyed. Um, so, and I, I definitely don't follow the, the, the whole Christian ideal system. I'm not knocking anyone that does. It, it just does not make sense to me. And I think so many people have corrupted it over the years mm-hmm. that it's just, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. Um, I was raised that way and everything, but um, the ideas of reincarnation are very interesting to me. And I think that if that, if that was the case, if that was your grandparents there or, or like some, some part of did they both die at the same time? No, my grandmother died back in like 1996, but it was just before I, your grandfather. I, yeah. He died. Okay, in so that's why, it, that's why it would have been both of them. And then uh, was there a significance of there being 12? Um, I don't know. They just wanted to release 12. I guess 12 has looks pretty. I don't know. I mean, 12 has, you know, it's numerology stuff. Yeah. 12 disciples, the 12, what is it? The Zodiac something with the, yeah, the 12 Zodiac and, uh, there's something with the spine with 12 too, but um, yeah, it was just interesting that the two of them didn't fly out of this thing. And that I mean, if you walk up to a pigeon, they, they fly away. These things would not come out. So that was just a cool little one. And it, I knew right away that it was something special about it, whether or not it was my grandparents, I can't prove that, but I would say it was some type of sign, at least for me to say like, everything's going to be all right. You know, we're here with you still. And yeah going back like dude i went i wasn't raised christian or anything mm-hmm. um my parents my mother was greek orthodox and there's a funny interesting story when they tried to have us baptized like that but um i i actually got back into um i i started getting into like the hebrew roots movement back in like 2013 because of a paranormal experience I had, and I, I went like hardcore into it, you know, you say Hebrew. And, yeah. The Hebrew roots. Have you heard of that? It, it's, it's Christianity. They believe Jesus is the Messiah, but it's, it's very old Testament based. It's based on the, um, the Torah. And it, interesting. It, I, I got in, I mean, I went kosher for like four years. I, I, I did the whole thing. And then um, right before my son was born, I, I snapped out of it, you know, the whole idea of circumcision. I was like, I'm not cool with that, you know, and that, yeah. that's pushed heavy in there. And it just kind of woke me up. And I realized like, cause I'm at this point now where I do believe there's a creator, there's some type of creator, but I do believe that the Bible has been pretty bastardized and oh, yeah. manipulated by man. Like I would even go as far to say as like uh, the old Testament, especially like, the Torah, like Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, I would say that's just deep state propaganda 
pushing mm-hmm. control on people. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, this is a funny thing to to kind of sort of, I don't know if we're closing out or not, but, you know, a funny thought to bring up. Just two dudes talking about circumcision. What do you think circumcision is? Like, what do you think that represents? I, I think it's a blood sacrifice. Okay. I th- I think uh-huh. so too, dude. It's mutilation. Yeah, 100%. I, and again, I'm not saying anything less about female genital mutilation, but you know how many freaking feminists circumcise their kids? It's like... Oh, you know, yeah. And it's like, I don't know how you look at that any differently. Well, there's that. And then like the freaking thing. I know Mexicans do it a lot, dude. Like the eating of the placenta and shit. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so weird, dude. It's so, I mean, like these are like caveman ideas, I think. You know what I mean? It's just a very, very interesting concept. And I don't know what the what the mainstream logic is because like it's not only uh, Jewish people that circumcise their kids. It's like, you know, basically everyone in the United States does that. Um, do you know the mainstream logic for it? Is it like a sanitation thing? They'll say it's a sanitation. It can help prevent penile cancer. And all this stuff is like so minuscule. I think it has to do with because they put it in like. um, I'm pretty sure they use it in vaccines. I know they use it in like cosmetics. They'll like grind them up and do something with it. But it's bizarre, man. And like we said no in the hospital like no we're not going to circumcise them and dude like 12 different nurses or more than 10 nurses came into the room and we're like oh are you having them circum and it was just like non-stop like asking if we were going to do it and we were like no just stop you know what i mean like if another person comes in here i'm gonna lose my shit yeah dude, it's then, like, like creepy it's like almost like they want to fucking like uh play with that shit or something it's so weird dude like when they're gonna harangue you for that Mm-hmm. and then like it was weird too so we obviously didn't do it and then like two or three weeks later after he was born they called and they were like oh we're calling to see if his circumcision healed up properly and we're like what the fuck like no we didn't do it he's so- like two years old they're like hey so about that circumcision like what? dude that is fucking insane that is weird i've never heard a story about like that kind of shit because you would think like uh you think it'd just be a paper that you filled out or something like check boxes, right. you know? Right. Like, yes, no. And the thing is like, just the fact that they harassed us so much about it, it made it, of course, you know, the spidey sense goes off. The conspiracy theorist comes out. Sure. Like, well, what the fuck are you doing with this? Like, why are you pushing this so hard? You know, uh, that's a fucking conspiracy theory right there for sure, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, I, my, my dumb goofy brain makes me think that they eat it. You know what I mean? Like they, they do some kind of sacrificial like ceremony eating it or, give it to the pope or some weird shit but then like you know there might i think the vaccine angle is pretty pretty interesting um yeah man it's just that's gross that's disturbing man it is disturbing dude and uh, (laughs) a weird way to kind of end it but we i mean we can keep going it's up to you man (laughs) well yeah i mean i i just wanted to hear about some paranormal stuff i'd love to do this again dude i like keeping we've gone for about i think an hour and 15 maybe a little longer um, since we're doing this as a swap cast, I'm just going to keep it to about this length since uh, I usually for the longer episodes, I put half of them on the Patreon, but I'm not going to do that here just so like we can all get these out to our audiences. But let's do this again, Nico. This is fun, dude. I kind of like Definitely. doing these every once in a while where we're just talking and like, you know, telling stories, sharing ex- experiences. And um, I mean, not only getting to know each other, but like your audience probably learned some shit about you that they that they may have not known and then you know my audience i i really haven't shared a lot of this shit and then obviously going through this new experience so um this is fun dude i think that these are are uh, cool i'm trying to diverse my my show quite a bit too you know what i mean um yeah 
So this is a, a great new addition, I think. I'll call this like the uh the story time swap cast or some shit. You know, we just told a bunch of stories. This is fun stuff, man. So tell my audience really quick where they can uh find you if you've got any extra work, any merch, anything like that, man. Uh merch might be coming soon. We'll see how that goes. Um, but the best way my show is upstate unconventional. It's on all the major platforms. And the best way to get in contact with me is through Instagram. It's upstate underscore unconventional. Uh, I have an email too. It's upstate unconventional at gmail.com. But if you have a story or whatever, uh, anything weird, unexplained, and you want to talk about it, hit me up and we'll, we'll do an interview. Oh yeah. And yeah, go and check his show out guys and leave a review, leave him a five-star review because I know when you're starting out, those are hard to come by. For some reason, it takes three <laughs> seconds to do. Uh, leaving a comment and five stars is the easiest thing, and it helps people shows. Um, and yeah, man, I feel like we just scratched the surface with your paranormal experiences, so I'd like to have you back on again for sure. Share Definitely. your story a little deeper. Um, and then, uh, yeah, dude, I would encourage you to reach out to Tony, man, and I can even text him and say that you'd like to um, at least have him on your show. I know he'd come on your show for sure. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll send him an email soon because again, it's like just saying it, it's like, yeah, like what, why am I being such a pussy about it? You know, like, I have... well, I mean, it is intimidating reaching out to these people, but I just have never given a fuck. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. If they're not going to kick your ass or anything. The worst they'll say do is say no, you know, so. exactly. Exactly. So this, this has been a good, and I enjoyed this too a lot. And um, make sure you say, you know, your show and everything and where they can find you if we do this as a swap cast, but Oh, of but, course, um, man. Yeah, thanks for that opportunity, dude. So, um, yeah, I mean, Dangerous World Podcast, just like Nico, I'm on all platforms. Um, I have a Patreon that I really try to push to everybody because I put a lot of work on that. Uh, Full-length episodes for $3, and then the $5 tier will get you, like, bonus episodes and all that kind of good shit. Uh, online store at DangerousWorldStore.com. All the T-shirts are seventeen seventy six because I love that number. It's a good year for this country. And uh, just came out with some hoodies that are only 35 bucks, free shipping in the U.S., all that good stuff, guys. So um, thank you, dude, for the support for everyone. I mean, thank you for just showing love here, man. This is these kinds of things, dude, like I needed to talk about this kind of shit, man. Um, and so it, it felt kind of therapeutic to me, dude. So thank you very much, Nico. And um, I mean, anything that you need, dude, just let me know, man. I'm happy to help any way I can. Thank you, Ryan. This has been awesome. And and again, like it, when you talk about this parent, uh, not even just the paranormal, even just some of the conspiracy shit and you go down dark holes. So uh, I've been trying to do the same thing with mine. Just get more conversations, just get more fun, you know, just just talking and just releasing some of that negative energy because in the world right now, we don't need that shit holding us down. So thank you again for having me on, man. This has been awesome. All right, there goes Nico from Upstate Unconventional. Great podcast. Very, very nice dude. And you need to check him out, man. At least leave him a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And I hope that I see you over on Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. For $3, you're going to get a bonus episode, and you're going to get many full episodes, full versions of each episode. And, uh, I mean, fun stuff over there, guys. Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast.